right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Happy Tuesday, Monica. Hey, Katie. Happy Tuesday. How are you doing? I'm doing really well because we're at your house today. Say what? What? That's pretty exciting. Thanks for coming over and hanging with me. Meeting my new baby chicks was terrible, I know. Yeah, getting to hold all 16 of them was awful. There's only 15. Oh, (laughs) right. Well, they were so fun that it felt like there were more. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Oh, well, when we're not over at hanging at my house, hanging with baby chicks, we might be with our noses tucked in a book. We're probably reading. We're probably reading. It's the only things we do. Yeah, we read and we write because... Writing leads to reading, and reading leads, leads to, to writing. writing. Yeah, for sure. And this month of March, we are celebrating a special... <clears throat> it's not a holiday. What do we call it? World Reading Day. World Reading Month. Mm. It's National Reading Month. There you go. We've got it figured out. <laughs> yeah. We thought it would be really important for us to celebrate on our podcast because Katie and I have the book club. Yeah, every month we read a book, and to celebrate National Reading Month, we compiled a list of authors. One of those authors is going to be, it might throw you after all of our inspirational, self-helpy, just really creatively introduced, flowing type of books we've been reading. We're going to read this month The Witches by Raul Dahl. It'll be a nice breather after such a heavy topic flood from the well life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big one. And that's what's so awesome with books is if you want a life manual that can help you live a more beautiful life, you can find that. If you want a gorgeous children's novel that can take you away into a fantasy land, mm-hmm. you can find that. Yeah. You can find it all in a book. So we're going to throw out y'all a couple of our favorites. We came up with some authors, some book-driven, some author-driven. We just wanted to share why we love to read, and the people who write the books that we love to read are a huge part of that. Absolutely. First off, sending lots of gratitude to all of those who have bared their souls to the pages that have (sighs) shut up their inner critic to put out all the effort to get this into our hands, and that is just a beautiful thing. Absolutely. And whether or not those authors reached millions of hands or just a select few, I think it's so courageous and brave to get your work out there. The feeling of walking into a library and thinking somebody put months, years, maybe decades Mm -hmm. into all the literature surrounding Mm -hmm. me. That is so awesome. It is. It's incredible. Yeah, it really is. So to kick it off, I want to give a big shout out to one of my first early influences as a writer. A.A. Milne, who is the author of Winnie the Pooh. Yes. And, I mean, if you've not read those originals, you got to go check that out. You really do. And there's life lessons in those stories. Yes. Pooh is more than just a funny little bear. He Like, the writing was what made that such a popular series, I Mm -hmm. think. The way he told the stories was what was so And how many real human characteristics he brought into those animals. How many of our personal strengths and weaknesses he 
poured into those characters of his. Yeah. And not to be redundant, but we both did write down Roald Dahl on the list. The BFG was the book that I really pulled from. I had a bit of a time learning to read as a child. I remember it being a huge struggle. And the BFG was the first novel that I was able to get through with enthusiasm. And I remember just feeling so much pride after reading it. It was amazing. So, and I really can feel myself... Monica and I were talking about this earlier and she was mentioning being in the car and it's funny because I can think of myself in the back of the van pouring my heart into that book. And Getting it's, sucked in. Yeah. It's the best feeling. And Roald Dahl just made, I mean, wrote so many awesome books. I, James and the Giant Peach was so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just... Matilda. Oh, man. I would Matilda. love to reread Matilda also. Mm, you know, I don't know that I've ever actually read Matilda. Should we change our book of the month? Is it too late? I don't think Listeners, it's too late. I don't think it? they've already gotten the book yet. <laughs> they've yeah. already ordered the witches on Amazon. And now they're pissed. Now you're going to have to read both. Yeah, darn. Yeah. We're switching it up. We're going to read Matilda. Yeah, let's save Witches for October. Oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> okay. Set. So, Matilda. That's really exciting. Now I'm even more excited. <laughs> Miss Honey was one of my favorite oh, people. Oh, man. And also the Trunchbull. Then the movie was really freaking so awesome. Good. Danny DeVito's character—they're oh, all gosh, so they're on all point. the trunchbull. Put <clears throat> so you good. in the chokey. Yeah. Oh, oh man. So that's exciting. What a great author. Yeah. Um. Next on my childhood still side of the list is I might say this wrong. Louis Sachar Sachar. But Lewis wrote sideways stories from Wayside School, mm-hmm. among some other renditions of that. And this was the first, like, funny book I read. Like, I laughed out loud, and I do think that was a huge influence on the way I fell in love with reading, because it was funny. It was entertaining. Like, he's such a good writer. Um, And sticking with the childhood, we couldn't have this list complete without J.K. Rowling. Both Monica Mm. and I were huge Harry Potter fans. Yes. Such good memories. And again, with the imagination transporting, and that was, I think, the first real big connection between, I guess I had the witches also, but having your imagination come to life on screen was Mm. so cool. Mm -hmm. And the legacy she created with her, I mean, and I just love her story, you know? It really does give you inspiration that you can do freaking anything you set your mind to. And I love that the Harry Potter first book was written on bartending cocktail napkins like she was just like it came to her and she just started scribbling away she didn't reject the idea she just went with it and kept writing kept writing and finished like that first chapter that night at home i don't know something crazy like that oh i haven't heard that part of the story how awesome i told you i was on the forums as a kid oh yeah (laughs) hugely into this this is where monica was saying she was reading in the back of the van and yes uh, in like hot weather and my mom was inside and she's expecting me to join her inside you know and i just got so sucked into this book And she was all worried because she didn't think I would be in the car because it was hot in the car. But I was so into it that I didn't even know. It was so good. Yeah. It is so good. And speaking of things that are so good, Tina Fey is so good. She's so good. You might think, Tina Fey, she does comedy. She's a writer for TV. That doesn't count. It does count, first of all. But also, she wrote a book and it's called Bossy Pants and it's Fucking hilarious. That you've, book has made me You've given me it to me, and I don't know what I did with it. I never read it. 
So yeah, it's somewhere funny because it's, it's not on my shelf, but I knew. I was like, I I know this was on my list, but <laughs> well, now you know where here. it is. It's yeah. here. Yeah, so I need to find it. She's funny. It. Very good writer. That would be a fun book of the month too. And to know, yes, and to know that her stuff translates across TV is even better. Like that takes a really good writer to yeah. be able to, you know, develop a screen sense and a felt vibe of a scene. So she's one of the best. Mm-hmm. Love bossy pants. It's a fabulous. Mm-hmm. So moving into uh, some of our, for me, I guess this is my like college or maybe it was end of high school. I got into reading life of Pi. And that book really, I feel like it was just such a transformative. I remember I finished it in like a week on a vacation and I can, I was listening to a specific music. And I remember when I hear that music now, I think of that book and it is just gorgeous, beautiful um, scenery and a really, really nice story about life. So if you haven't read Life of Pi by Jan Martell, definitely check that out. Mm -hmm. It is such a great book. Have you read it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And like right before the movie came out, like when it, that's when I read it, when mm-hmm. it was about to come out. And I was like, well, I got to have that experience. Yeah. And that was good because mm-hmm. the movie was beautiful, but not, it was not yeah. anything. No. It was nice to have them so back to back. So I was like, wow, that's what yeah. cinema does. And that's how it is with the Harry Potter books. When mm-hmm. you go back and read them, you're like, oh, the movie's missed. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't. You, yeah. There's, there's just no, no way. way you can cram all that in two hours. Too much. Yeah. Too much. One of my early influences in the in the spiritual realm is Alan Watts. And Alan Watts is an incredibly eloquent writer. He can explain the most meta concepts, far out stuff in the best way that you're like, oh, that's how it is. <laughs> He's so good. And I mean, there's the book. This is it. He has books on creative meditation. Anyway, he's amazing. And that's one of my favorites. Yeah, Alan Watts. Check him out. Absolutely. W A T T S. Watts. Watts. And we definitely couldn't have this list without one of our favorite books that we've read uh, this year together. Jen Sincero, who wrote You Are a Badass. Yeah. Monica's also read You Are a Badass at Making Money by her. And she brings hilariousness into mm-hmm. the self-help world. She really brings a, a fresh perspective into what it is to look into yourself to better yourself. Yeah. So <clears throat> she's just such a hilarious. And she, I got really, when we were reading that book, I started like researching because she mentioned she was in some kind of a punk band. Yes. So I Googled it and I started watching the YouTube videos and they are like outrageous. Her and her friend decided without having any musical talents to start being, having start a, to have a band, start a punk band. And they totally did. And they made that's pretty great insane. videos. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how to play the bass, but let's start a punk band. Wow. Just put it out there. That's how you do it. Yeah. Bam, baby. What job did she say she got? Oh, she. I guess she was just saying that she an applied for planner. some, like an event planner, and she had absolutely no idea what mm-hmm. she was doing. Yes. <laughs> applied, bullshit through the interview, got it, figured it out. Yeah. Uh, jumped and built those wings on the way down. So awesome. 
Um, we also want to shout out to Rob Bresney and Ugh. the Beauty and Truth Lab because I believe he has a team of writers mm-hmm. that do. I'm not positive about that, but the fact that he calls it a lab makes me see other writing scientists in there with him with lab coats. And how much content oh, there yeah. is in that book yeah. makes me think that surely it's collaborative. Huge compilation of information. So those writers are so creative. The book she's referring to is Pronoia. So I still don't have a copy. My birthday is coming up. So any of you all can send it to me. Just uh, DM our Instagram for my my address. It's ridiculously inexpensive (laughs) for what it is. It's crazy. We should buy one for everybody. We should. Maybe I'll get it for her. Don't get it for her. Maybe I'll get it for myself. Don't get it for me. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I'm confused. Is she mating us? I'm not sure. What's happening? But that's a great book. Rob Bresney. For me, this list would not be complete without mentioning, and I might, I don't know how to pronounce her last name because all I've ever done is read it. (laughs) Diana Gabaldon, Gabaldon, from the author of the Outlander series. So you might know that's a TV show on stars. And uh, my mom and sister turned me on to the book. It is freaking awesome. And there are a ton of them. I actually quit like two thirds through. I need to go back and pick it up. Mm. I think that's when I started my job, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Less free time for reading fun novels. And then I'm like, we're reading a book a month, so get your shit together. Yeah, Put that other right. book down. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. But I'm hopefully going to pick that up again because her writing style, I think every time I say that, I'm just like, I can just close my eyes and go there. And she's writing about a nurse who travels through time accidentally and falls in love with a really sexy Scottish man. So come on. Yeah. Hello. You can't see that happening in your life at all. There's no similarity there. (laughs) No, definitely not. Nope. Not at all. He's just German. (laughs) Just German. He's just German. He just looks Scottish. I guess he's Irish as well. So yeah, that's, she's a great author. I love that. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, our list also wouldn't be complete without another one of our book club authors. We read this past year from Elizabeth Gilbert. Big Magic, um, Eat, Eat, Pray, Pray, Love, Love. The Signature of All Things. And I want to say that that book is really the reason she's on my list. I mean, of course, I love Big Magic and I got so much out of that. And I think something that's neat about her is she really goes back and forth between the kind of self-help world and the... And fiction, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Signature of All Things is one of her bigger novels. It's, like, really long, and it's about moss time. It's time and moss, and it is such a beautiful story. And there's this a paragraph in that novel that I cannot put out of my... Or not, like, I can't stop thinking about it, but, like, I can still see it so vividly. And she describes it so perfectly, this event. And it was, it's just so neat when an author can take you somewhere and then you still remember that place. And they haven't yeah. even really been there in your mind. You know, that just trips me out. Yep. She's <laughs> like, if I go in that little wormhole circle, I'm like, golly, writing is so amazing. Reading, writing. I mean, mm-hmm. ugh, it what really a is. Thing. To be able to take me and have me travel while I'm sitting in my home. That is so awesome. Yeah. I just so grateful that we know how to read. And a big part of that is Dr. Seuss. We would not be who we are today without Dr. Seuss. 
No, we would not. So I'd like to share this quote we saw from this author, Dr. Seuss. (laughs) The more that you read, the more things you will know. The more that you learn, the more places you'll go. Oh, the places you'll go. Oh, the places you'll go. (laughs) So true. So we hope that you guys have some of your own favorite authors coming to mind as you hear our list. Maybe you're thinking back to those passages that make you feel warm and fuzzy. Maybe you have a favorite book that you think we need to read for Book of the Month and you could suggest that for us. Yes, we would love that. Yeah. So hop on our Instagram and comment on the post with your favorite authors and books. Yeah, yeah. And if you'd like, now it's time to write perhaps the beginning of our book. You never know what our creative writing exercise is going to lead to. So perhaps these next few random prompts will send you into a tizzy just like J.K. Rowling with her scribbles on a cocktail napkin. Absolutely. Today we're going to be getting our prompts a special way. We're going to be opening up our over 50 story notebooks, mm-hmm. opening to a random page, pointing down, and giving us what we think is going to be something like a sixth sense card. We'll give you three of those with three minutes in between if you pause us for you to write and join along. Yes, and we will be producing a short and random story in that time to share with you after the wind chime. So for our first prompt, we have a bright red cylinder of some kind. (laughs) That's awesome. Three minutes. The open-endedness. Yeah. You never know. Just don't know where it will go. Until we find prompt number two, which is those kissable lips. Three more minutes. And for our final prompt, his paper mask. His paper mask. Okay. The last three minutes. Come back to us for story time. Whoop, whoop. Well, those were fun prompts. I liked that method. Yeah, I liked that too. Yeah. Got some good stories here. Heck yeah. You want to go first? Sure. I was sorting through the last remaining items of the big box marked Sarah's childhood. I hadn't expected this to be so hard. I didn't have room for all this stuff, but how could I possibly toss old Teddy Graham with his eye loved right out of his head, or my first diary, where I spend three pages describing how my dog Fifi and I were going to become president? (laughs) As I rifled through the books and artwork and mementos, I picked up a bright red cylinder of some kind out of the box. Hmm, I don't recognize you, I thought, as I held up the vessel for closer inspection. It was like a capsule, I saw, and had a screw-off lid. I carefully unscrewed and pried off the top. Peering inside, I was surprised to see a photo of my first boyfriend and me at the zoo. There was a letter, and on the front of it, it said, Those kissable lips. A chill went down my spine as I thought of him. Mervyn. His big, round glasses and silly haircut. He was a total nerd, and I loved him. He never was that affectionate, though. Always had his nose in a book. So we decided to part ways come college and lost touch. I've always wondered what had happened to him. 
I carefully slid my finger under the flap of the envelope and pulled out the letter. He wrote about the time we went to a masquerade in junior year. My braces got caught on his paper mask, and we ended up tripping over each other and falling in the middle of the dance floor. That's when he kissed me for the first time. I laughed out loud at the thought of it. When I realized, then I realized the mask was in the capsule. I pulled it out and saw a phone number scrawled on the back. Before I could think twice, I pulled out my phone and began to dial. Oh, I love that story. That is a great story. Isn't it so cool to be able to link up these totally random lines from our previous stories? That is really cool. And make a new story out of them? Build in the foundation. That's awesome. Yeah, that was an awesome story. Thanks, Brian. I love it. It could be a book, Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Just go ahead and keep writing that. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, mine is a little less conclusive. We'll see. That's what you said last week. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. It looked quite suspicious. This long, bright red cylinder. It could be some kind of dynamite. There was no wick, nowhere to light the thing. But otherwise, it looked just like what I remember seeing on Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. (laughs) But where did this come from? Why would Grandma keep this old thing? I threw it over my shoulder towards the trash pile when I heard, Ow! Hey, watch it! It was Derek from next door. Why didn't Grandma warn me he'd be coming over here? I was in this ratty t-shirt. My hair was a mess. Oh, D- Derek, I'm so sorry I didn't see you. <laughs> I stammered awkwardly. He tossed his hair back out of his eye. Holding the stick of dynamite, he caught... He sure was dynamite with those kissable lips. Ooh. Who am I kidding, though? I'm only 13. No 16-year-old would even have a clue I exist. Uh, Mary Lou, did you hear me? I had not since I'd been staring at his beautiful face. (laughs) What was that? Sorry. Your grandma said to grab the donation box. I'm taking it to the women's shelter for her after I go walk the dogs at the Humane Society. Is this guy for real? He'd be dynamite with a paper bag over his head. (laughs) I got lost in thought again as he lightly threw the dynamite back at me. He smiled, and in that moment, I could have exploded. (laughs) Total conclusion. Total conclusion. I guess I just saw so much more happening, and like I could not form those things. Yeah. But from the, you know, unexpecting ear, I love also that we both had teenage love. Like there were absolutely no prompt reasons for that. That is random. Like a box was involved. Going through a box, seemingly in a garage. Like we were both in the same location, I feel like. Yeah. That's so weird. That is so weird. Yep. We're on the same wave. Would you say we're on the same page? Hey, I would. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) So we're curious if you have a story placed in a garage with teen love. That's right. Perhaps nothing to do with the prompts. Or maybe you have some new prompts for us and you could send those over or your story over to Moni at gmail.com. We would also love if you would subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends about it, and rate and review us so other people can connect with us and write stories of their own. Yes. So we'd like for you to share the love right here.
right now. Bye. Bye. Maybe you'll get a blooper here or there. Oh, blooper reel. Yeah. Tell me more. Or don't. (laughs) National Reading Month celebrates, like, all the reading in the nation, man. Wow, dude. That's incredible. Right here, right now.